Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm Josh Gessman, along with Jared Dubois. On today's show, we're going to go over what has been a very busy week for the LA Galaxy. Obviously, we're going to recap the 4-0 win over Toronto FC that happened last weekend, and we'll give you the game time and information you need for the Club America Friendly at StubHub Center on Saturday. The LA Galaxy said hello to one player and goodbye to another, and we'll have audio from both of them and a bunch more. We're also going to be joined by ESPN color commentator Taylor Twelman. It's a packed show, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, and it all starts right now. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now here are your hosts, Josh Gessman and Jared Dubois. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fun episode of Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I am your host, Josh Gessman. He is Mr. Jared Dubois. A lot of uh, a lot of fun stuff going to happen on this show. Audio heavy, I'm warning you right now. Taylor Twelman going to join me after the first segment, so you want to stick around for that. And obviously, Steven Gerrard talk, Giovanni Dos Santos talk, lots of lots of talk, lots of audio, lots of good stuff. That's that's coming in the second segment, Jared. Uh, first of all, hello. How are you doing today? I guess I should start with that. That would be nice. I'm doing well, man. You're right. It's an action-packed week this week. It, it, it felt action-packed, too. If you want to head over to cornerofthegalaxy.com right now, you can check out all the articles that have been published in the last week, and it's like six or seven different articles. Uh, Giovanni Dos Santos, Rumor Watch is up there. You can, uh, you can see that updated every day as we find out more information. So maybe, maybe we could talk a little bit about that. And of so course, basically, you have a stalking site. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is a stalking site. I see people say stuff on Twitter, and then we put it on that. Uh, now, where is Mexico playing tonight? I don't know what city they're in do you have do you have legs on the ground covering every move of Giovanni Dos Santos wherever he's playing the gold cup I do not I did not send anybody to that game I wish you were serious about this Josh I I wish too I think they're in Chicago I'm being told on Periscope remember you can always follow our our shows live on Periscope don't forget to do that by the way because people on Periscope get some questions in I want to start let's just use Periscope to fact check things all night just just say crazy stuff and then they give you the answers it's like our own Google without having to stop yeah, like what? What's the population of Guam? Population of Guam, Periscope people. Let's hear it. All right. So as we get ready for that, Jared, and as soon as I see that pop up, I will of course give you the answer. But the LA Galaxy did actually play a league game in between all of the I don't know craziness with the uh, Steven Gerrard um, announcement coming at the uh, the game on July fourth against. Uh, are, are you worried FC? about the circus? Are you worried about the the dis- all the distractions that are available right now? Uh, I am not particularly worried about the distractions with Steven Gerrard. By the way, population of Guam, I'm being told, is 165,124. 
165,000. I'm getting I'm getting a lot of responses. So, am I worried about the circus? Uh, no, I'm not. I think the LA Galaxy players, a lot of them, although I was going to say a lot of them played with David Beckham, but as you look at the team, maybe not so many of them played with David Beckham. Maybe the circus, but they played with Landon Donovan. It's not just Dorn. Gerard, though. It's the Geo rumors. It's Ishizaki leaving. Um, it's the uh, Barcelona's coming to town. Club America's coming to town. There's a lot of things right now that could distract this team when they're having what, they had a good three out of four games recently. Right, right. I mean, a stellar three out of four games mm-hmm. recently. And you wonder, and this is what we always talk about in the summertime, but this is kind of amped up one level. And probably not since 2007 has there been a summer quite like this one. It is interesting when you say how busy it is. You know, what, you know what's around? You know what I feel, Jared? I feel like the vibe. The vibe is back. That was that, you know, David Beckham was here and he was always uh, doing, you know, there, there were always large crowds and you feel that vibe. 27,000 for Toronto FC watching uh, Steven Gerrard being unveiled. That's July 4th, dude. It is. It is. But I'll be honest with you. You know, it's it's we haven't seen great crowds. July 4th usually brings them in. But 27,000 is a good showing. Plus, it's probably about 27,000 eh, plus. I mean, no David Beckham anymore. No Landon Donovan anymore. They still have a good team. One of the better teams in the league. But this is L.A. You need stars to attract. There's plenty of things to do on a Saturday night in L.A. There, there are lots of things to do on any day in L.A. You could go to the beach. Number one, you always have to play against the beach. So what's going to be sexy about the Galaxy? And luckily, they have some things coming up that are fairly sexy. And included in that is a, a, a Mexican uh, Tiger Beat star. <laughs> Mexican Tiger, possibly Giovanni Dos Santos. That's it. And a young player, a young player, 26 years old possibly coming in. We're going to get to that. Don't jump ahead of me, Jared. I really, we have to get to the Toronto game first. Otherwise, there will be no way to fix, to fit it in I anywhere. I hate your dedication to chronology. I know, I know, but then it, if you mess things up in my head, the show goes sideways, and we don't want that to happen. Well, I mean, sometimes it's fun, but, but people pay good money to, wait, no, they don't. No money. So we can do whatever we want. If you want to talk about Giovanni Dos Santos, you can. I want to talk about Toronto FC. Let's see how that goes. All right, go for it. All right. The LA Galaxy won four to nothing over Toronto FC. Is there anything else? I mean, what was the what what did you expect from this game, Jared? Did you expect something magical to happen? Did you expect Giovinco to be able to pl- platoon all by himself out there and 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 be able to no, score some I, goals? The, Toronto FC all season long has been the question of uh, who who's going to play, who's going to step up outside the big three of Michael Bradley, Josie Altidore, and Giovinco. Right. Um, and without them, you saw that there really isn't anyone that can take the team on their back and make a difference. And it's asking a lot of Javinko to to uh, shoulder the burden while these guys are away on Gold Cup duty. That being said, I still think he looked really good in spurts. <laughs> um, yep. But the, the, the depth just isn't there. And you saw an LA Galaxy team with a preferred 11 out there on the field on the, on the night with the exception of uh, Jaime Pinedo. Uh, but even with, even with Pinedo, Gonzalez, and Zardes gone, that's a quality eleven that they put on the field. It was uh, it was crazy. It was crazy whenever you realize that you're missing three starters, and you saw the lineup that was on the field, and you were like, "Yep, this is this is a solid lineup. I have no issues with it." And I, can can we go back to Giovinco just for a second? I, how yeah. much did you love him? Like he's I, fun I to watch, him. right? Well, his was a question. I said he's fun to watch. Oh, he's absolutely fun to watch. I mean, first of all, small guys always entertain. Go back to Spud Webb. I mean, you you got you, people love seeing small guys do big things. Right. And when you got a guy with a nickname Atomic Ant. I mean, you're expecting a, like to, to see something like that. And he's magical. He really is. He I is. mean, the the fact that you have a player in playing in MLS right now that is currently being watched for Italian fully team call ups is saying something about where this league is going. 
It, it is, and it, it's fun. You're, you're seeing a younger Italian player come in, and as you were alluding, possibly a younger Mexican player coming in. I mean, these are the these are the the, the kinds of players that you want to sign in Major League Soccer, and you got it from Giovico. I I enjoyed watching him. He was dangerous all by himself which was difficult on the night. And if you look at the total shots in this game, yes, the LA Galaxy won 4 to nothing, but Toronto got 12 shots, the LA Galaxy had 12 shots, and the, and the possession was yeah, but three equal. on target. Yeah, and well, you know, we had a lot more players actually standing in the way of the goal. Uh, Toronto and their back line, that's been sort of the knock on Toronto, and it, it came back again, is that they can't play any defense, and they, they couldn't play any defense. It was, they gifted Robbie Keane a couple goals. I mean, it was, it was, not, it was not pretty. And Robbie Keane with the hat trick, obviously, uh, you know, a, a, a good thing for the LA Galaxy, getting him hot again. So, I mean, if you're looking at the lineup, there's no surprises in there. I'll tell you the surprise, though, Jared. The, the thing that nobody knew, uh, besides some of the players, uh, none of the reporters knew, uh, possibly possibly one reporter knew, uh, but he wasn't saying anything, um, but that uh, this was going to be Stefan Shizaki's last game. Yeah, it's a, it's a big shock to a lot of folks out there. And um, obviously he's saying that uh, he's got twins on the way. He needs to go back where there's family. They can, he can be close to family and get some support. And uh, I, I personally am happy that I'm a fan of a league and a team mm-hmm. that stands by a player when this happens because he's under contract. They don't have to let him go. Nope. He could still leave, but he wouldn't be able to play anywhere else. Yep. The fact that L.A. will allow him to go and say, if this is what's best for you, we're going to stand by you as a person and say, go ahead, go apply your trade back in Sweden, go home, and uh, we wish you the best. And I say league as well because it's very similar to the very classy uh, bit of business you saw Real Salt Lake do a few years back with Will Johnson when they realized they couldn't afford to keep him right. and he was going to have to move. And they went to him and said, where would you like to play? Because we'll try to apply a trade there. And that's that's a really, really novel thing when you think about it in modern day sports to have that personal touch to say i respect you as a, we respect you as a person not right. just a number not just a player not a bit of salary what can we do to make your life better and that's just something you don't see that often so that's one thing i like and as mls grows from this small intimate league where you used to be able to have beers with the player in the parking lot mm-hmm. you're going to see less of this and it's understandable but i'm happy when i see little glimpses of us still being an intimate organization. There, there is still something there. I, I would say that if you, uh, if you saw Ishizaki and what he was wearing whenever he showed up to the uh, to the game, maybe you would have known there was something special going on because he was dressed in basically uh, a, a nice blue suit there, Jared, with the red bow tie, the white shirt underneath. He, and he said he was repping America. Uh, it was America's birthday, and he was happy to celebrate it. Um, but also ends up sort of being his his send off outfit as as it is. Um, I will play you the audio that when we first heard that Stefan Ishizaki was no longer going to be uh, playing with the LA Galaxy. This is in the post-game press conference. Bruce Arena usually comes in, sits down, and then they say we're going to open the floor right up to questions. But instead, this time, uh, LA Galaxy head of PR, um, Brendan Hannon, said that Bruce had a statement. So here it is. Tonight was uh, Stefan Ishizaki's last game for the Galaxy. Uh, We've granted him a a release, and he's going to be heading home to Sweden uh, to finalize his career, his uh, Wife is due with twins uh, very shortly, so uh, uh, it's a, a move um, necessary for him and his family. So we want to thank him for his outstanding contribution here over the last 18 months or so. He's done an outstanding job. All right, there he is, uh, head coach and general manager Bruce Arena on Stefan Ishizaki. So that was the, oh, crap, 
Ishii's not going to be here anymore. And this was right in the middle, obviously, of the Steven Gerrard unveiling. So lots of excitement. And then all of a sudden you get slammed back to the ground with, with Ishii going. Now, I'm not going to be the one who says that Ishizaki is, you know, an, a, an absolute, you know, integral part to the LA Galaxy. I think he was a good player. I liked what he brought sometimes. Sometimes he disappointed. I think he, he reached his ceiling sort of last year, and I expected him to grow more this year. And, you know, I didn't see a lot of that. I don't want to kick the guy while he's down because I really like him. Great guy, upstanding. But, Jared, he wasn't, he wasn't going to save the world um, as far as the LA Galaxy are considering. And, quite honestly, even without any possible designated players coming in, you know, I think they can find some replacements for him. I think with what the what Galaxy has in front of them right now, I think they're more than willing to let him go as well because they're going to have a very thin salary cap in the near future if some of these moves get pulled off, and they're going to be tight in midfield. So you got to ask yourself if Ishizaki if, if Ishizaki had stayed around, right. and you bring in a Giovanni dos Santos, and you bring in a Steven Gerrard, where how much room do you have for minutes for Ishizaki, Jose Villarreal, and Sebastian Legette? I mean, one of those one of those guys will have the opportunity to play, and Bradford the other Jameson two could too, potentially maybe. just wilt on the vine. And, and Bradford Jameson as well. I mean, they, it he, to, he's got to get loaned out somewhere. You think he really needs to? He's not going to get the minutes. Well, he's not going to get the minutes for that a young player needs. And I get granted, you can tell me he can go play for Los Dos, and that's great. Right. But I think that's a level of quality that maybe he should be ahead of. I I like it. I I don't hate the idea. I certainly don't. Um, it, you know, you already knew that that possibly Baggio Hasidic was going to slide out of the way whenever uh, Steven uh, Gerrard comes in. So it's probably no surprise that you know he we, he might find the bench very soon, as in like Saturday. Um, you know, and, and how that goes. But I mean, this Ishizaki thing, it's sad. I I like the guy personally as a player always was very nice gave us good quotes um i all i can say is i guess i wish him the best you let's hear from uh, ishi i sort of put together two of his sound bites from post game him telling us why he was leaving and then uh his message to the fans so here is stefan ishizaki uh after the game against toronto fc his last la galaxy game um yeah like uh like i told bruce uh when i asked him um about me, me, me being able to go back to Sweden. I said, this is one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make. Uh, but it's, uh, it's for the sake of my family. And uh, uh, it's always tough. Um, I'm leaving a great, great club. Uh, leaving my, it's sort of like my family now. Uh, leaving great friends and great athletes. Um, so I just want to thank everyone from... From the head office to the staff to the trainers, coaches, all the players and everyone around, uh, I just want to thank everyone. Uh, it's it's been a great year and a half, and I'm gonna I'm gonna miss it. Uh, it's gonna be one of those memories that, I'll, that I'm gonna have with me for for the rest of my lives. And uh, getting a cup out of it was was all I wanted from from this experience. Uh, winning something and uh, going back to Sweden, champion. So. Uh, I'm happy with what I've performed here, but I'm very sad that I have to leave. But like I said, uh, it's it's something I feel like I have to do for my family. A couple- All right, let's see if I can uh, I can find the next one part of this. Let's see if this will. You know what? That was that was it. That's what we're gonna hear from him from from Ishii on that. As far as uh, all the different cuts uh, that I got from post game, but Jared, you can sort of hear it in his voice. A little wavering there. Right. I mean, and I'll be honest, I mean, you know, me as a commentator, not a reporter, I, I get emotionally attached to 
these players and even the reporters will tell you that they get to see these guys on a regular basis, get to talk to them. You get to know them a little bit. It's sad. It's sad. I almost had a tear in my eye talking to the guy, but he's a, he's such a great guy. I think he's going to land on his feet in Sweden. Um, I think he, he hinted that he already had some offers um, or, or possibly some places to play if he went back to Sweden. So uh, I'm happy for him. It was good. It, it was, it, it, and it makes all the more sense if um, if Ellie Galaxy let him off his contract and he ends up with someplace like uh, Hammerby, who uh, who AEG owns. Right. It's very possible that he may end up at another Anschutz uh, property if he goes back to Sweden to that team. Yeah, it could be. It could be. And, and you know, we don't exactly... And I believe they hinted it was a yellow and black team, and like I believe that's their colors. Yellow and black, but also his former club that he used to play with, which is, I think, A-I-K is the initials. It's A-I-K. Yeah. Um, is is also one of those possibities. So we'll see where he ends up. Actually, no, I think by Hammerby may no longer be in the top division in Sweden. I can't remember right top, now if they're I, in the top or the second division. I don't, I don't know. My Swedish divisions are uh, are a little out of date, apparently. Uh, Name know. one other Swedish team. I got nothing. I got uh, nothing. That was it. I got nothing. I don't know. It, it It is what it is. There are people, I'm sure, who specialize in the Swedish league here in the United States because that's what they do. But, um, you know, just again, it was it was good to talk to him. Um, and all the hubbub and everything and all the excitement with Steven Gerrard, if you're a true LA Galaxy fan, if you follow the team as much, you know there was a little a little pang of sadness um, that, that was there whenever Stefan Ishizaki again. But the yeah, LA- at the same time, if you, if you want to see the growth of the next generation of Galaxy players, this it's move kind of had to happen. Yep, absolutely. Because do you want Sebastian Legette to, 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 to play regularly? Oh, the answer absolutely. should be yes, yes, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, yes. and listen, I'm not going to doubt that Sebastian Legette is the hotter player right now between he and Ishizaki, but Bruce Arena also loves prag- pragmatism. He does. And a veteran, look at Baju Husidic and the role that he's played in this team. Baju Husidic is not done with this team when Steven Gerrard gets here. No, he's not. He, he loves these type of players where you can quantify exactly what you're going to get out of them every game. And Ishizaki is a bit of that. Sebastian Legette, at some point, he's going to hit a wall. And that's when it, you have to start asking yourself, do you want to play the veteran that you know what you're going to get out of every game, or do you want to keep going with the, the young kid? And I, I'm happy to say that Sebastian Legette's going to get plenty of time now because Ishizaki's gone. What's gonna, what does this mean for Jose Villarreal, though? He's yep. going to see some time over the next couple of months because of the sheer number of games on the slate. Yep. But what's the long-term future for Jose Villarreal? It's, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting. Like you said, because there are so many games, you have CCL, you still have U.S. Open Cup coming up on Tuesday uh, where the LA Galaxy will travel to Real Salt Lake. Um, so you have those games, and he's going to get some time in all the friendlies as well. So he's going to find his time. But what's going to happen whenever it comes to the playoffs? Where's Jose Villarreal going to be? Is he going to have to come off the bench? If everybody who's coming to the Galaxy are coming to the Galaxy, we're short a spot somewhere. Somebody's going to have to sacrifice some minutes again. And fortunately, maybe, Jared, fortunately, with Stefan Ishizaki out, there aren't that many guys who are going to have to sacrifice. There's one it's less It's really guy. just Jose Villarreal is going to get sacrificed. And Baju Husidic. Those are the two guys who are going to be your subs off the bench. Um, you can say Bradford Jameson perhaps as well, but I would put him in the depth chart uh, somewhere third behind those two. I think I would rather have Jose Viriel as a, as a substitute off the bench uh, for an offensive sub. And Husidic is going to be your control the flow of tempo sub. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Let's go over these goals real quick. Obviously, Robbie Keane with the hat trick. Um, some quickly scored goals here. Obviously, uh, Sebastian Legette figuring in two of them, uh, drawing the penalty kick in the very first. So let's go to that very first goal, the ninth-minute penalty kick by Robbie Keane, courtesy of Time Warner Cable Sportsnet. Here's Joe Totino. Rodgers now. Into Legette, turning towards goal. Legette brought down. Penalty. And the Galaxy have a chance to take the lead here in the ninth minute. 
Referee gives the go-ahead. Keen stutters, fires, and he scores! 1-0 Galaxy as he roofs it right in the ninth minute. We can all agree, Jared, that when Robbie Keane stutter stepped, he almost kicked it over the over the over the bar. We can we can all agree that that he almost happened. You want to agree with that? Yes, we. I I I am against the stutter step. It just it it kills little puppies. I'm pretty sure when you stutter. Uh, step. Some guys do it well. Some guys struggle with it. I in the end, I'm just happy Robbie Keane put a penalty away because he's a guy who struggled with this last season. And the more he gets under his belt this season that are successful, the more you're, he's going to trust himself when he steps up to the spot. Um, it was it tight. Yeah, it was tight. But at the same time, I mean, you can't prove to me he didn't want to do it. I, I understand what you're saying. All right, here we go. The second goal scored by Mr. Robbie Keane. This one assisted by Baggio Husidic and Stefan Ishizaki. Here is uh, Joe Totino from Time Order Cable Sportsnet. Ishizaki in for Husidic. Back for Keane. He scores! And it's 2-0 Galaxy. Tic-tac-toe in the 41st minute. Open players. Wide open. 4-5 yards. Wide open, two, three yards. And look at Keen, wide open, three, four yards. I mean, you're going to get scored on if you have three players in succession wide open. And obviously Kobe Jones in there as well, uh, talking about the open space, the inability of Toronto to mark the LA Galaxy, Jared, which was pretty much an ongoing theme. But for the third goal, for Robbie Keane's third goal, his hat trick, uh, they basically gave him one on a silver platter. So here is that third goal, a pass back to the keeper. Uh, was intercepted by somebody you don't want to do, Mr. Robbie Keane. Comes all the way back to the goalkeeper. Robbie Keane's going to reel around the goalkeeper. He's got an open net for the hat trick. Robbie Keane for his third goal of the game. It is now 3-0 LA Galaxy in the 59th minute. All right, there you go. There's Robbie Keane's hat trick. I really want Robbie Keane, after that goal, to just run over to the sideline, point up at Steven Gerrard, and say, like, wave him down. Like, come on down. We're having fun down here. Come on down. Don't you want to play? <laughs> don't, don't you want to? Go, go, go get your boots on. Let's do this. All right. The final goal happens late in the game in the 90th plus four. Sebastian Legette. Now, the great thing about this is afterwards, and I don't have the audio and I apologize, but he said that, you know, he knew if he was going to take this shot that he better make it because he didn't want Robbie Keane screaming in his yeah, face. He had a wide open Robbie Keane for the cutback. But listen, I love the fact that you have a confident player trusting in his ability he's on one of those runs right now where you feel you can do anything you know i look at carly lloyd i mean you don't try that that shot from midfield if you don't have two goals already in your back pocket and you're feeling unstoppable and that's the kind of run sebastian legette's on right now he is uh he has played excellent so here is the final goal in the four nothing route here is uh courtesy of time warner cable sportsnet kobe jones and joe Totino. finds robbie keen the jet to the left side, Macanto. Let's it go. Legit says it, and he scores. I love the surprise. I love the surprise on Joe Gina. And he scored. It was sort of like, oh, he is going to take that shot. Everybody did expect him to pass to Robbie Keane, which I, which is why I think I like the shot even more. It was a, it was a great finish. I it, mean, if he misses it, he's, he's definitely getting a stare down from the captain of the team, but he makes it. So uh, what are you going to do? Robbie Keane would have taken the same shot, I'm sure. He, I think he would have. Absolutely, I think he would have. So uh, I, I don't think you can fault him. But he knew. I think he knew. I think you think Robbie Keane went up to him afterwards and said, Good thing you scored, like one of those. Is I like, don't think that's the captain's role. I mean, you want to keep. Do you really want to choose that moment to bring a player down? Uh, no, 
No, yeah, I, I think don't the ca- I, I think a smart captain knows that that's the moment where you hold your tongue and you congratulate the kid for uh, scoring a good goal. All right, let's go ahead and take a break, Jared. The LA Galaxy victors four to nothing over Toronto FC. That's good. Steven Gerrard announced we're going to have his halftime speech, which he gave at halftime of that four nothing win um, in the last segment. But coming up next, going to be joined by ESPN color commentator. Taylor Twelman talking about his sit-down interview with Steven Gerrard that he had uh, earlier today, so not going to want to miss that. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. we still got a bunch to get to, so don't go anywhere. Recording deep within Landon Donovan's secret Cambodian lair, it's Corner of the Galaxy. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Uh, Jared will rejoin me as we still have a bunch to get to. But to talk a little bit about his sit-down with Steven Gerrard earlier, please welcome back to the show one of my favorite people, ESPN commentator and overall soccer junkie, Mr. Taylor Twelman. Taylor, thanks for stopping by. What's going on, man? Hey, How are you? Not too much. I know, I know you had some time off. Now you're back in the soccer swing of things. You got to sit down with Steven Gerrard. Your life isn't, isn't horrible, is it? <laughs> I learned very quickly in this business that if I'm having a bad day or I'm tired or I don't want to do my job, that I don't put it out there publicly because I don't think there's a single soul in the world that would feel bad for me. So no, I, I I'm enjoying what I'm doing. That's uh that's exactly, uh, exactly. That's not so bad at all. Um, I, I was going to ask, have you ever met Steven Gerrard before? Was this your, your first face to face meeting? Uh, this on this side of things. Yes. Um, you know, you always, it's hard being an ex player because you want to still keep, the camaraderie with ex-players and, and players that you know and, and obviously meeting. And so you always have that bond. Right. But then when you're going to ask a real question and not a softball question, they need to understand that this is also your job. So there, it's a very fine line. Um, so in this instance, yes, this was uh, the first time I ever met Steven Jarrett. What, what did you think of him? Your first impressions whenever you sat down, you got to hear him talk a little bit. What was the first thing that sort of popped to your mind? Well, nothing's really – I've never had an opinion about him in a negative way in the sense that he's always just been straight straight edge, uh, straight to the point. Right. He said hi to everyone in the room, mm-hmm. uh, every cameraman, every technical person that was in that room, he said hi to, which which I thought was very interesting because and, and, you'd be shocked at how very few people do that. Right. Um, and just a true gentleman – He's very difficult to get a, uh, something out of him. Right. Um, and he's well-schooled in that. And ironically, I was very similar in that sense. Uh, as a player, I never wanted to get catch myself because when the microphone was off, he and I actually had some real conversations, right. some real good ones as well. So 
he's well schooled, true pro. Uh, LA Galaxy, they hit another home run. Uh, I, w- I was going to ask, what did you think? I mean, if you go back to whenever the LA Galaxy n- uh, uh, announced that they're st- signing somebody like Steven Gerrard, y- y- you think, okay, that- that's good, but you know, maybe a little old. Maybe this won't work out as well. He's never been away from Liverpool, and now that you see him here, is is has that changed at all? No, that hasn't changed, and I actually said that to his face, and and I think he appreciated that. You know, I I'm never one to shy away from you know whatever I say on camera. I'm going to say to a player's face, and right. And we had that conversation. It was obviously off camera, but I'm skeptical, and rightfully so. I think the Frank Lampard's of the world, Steven Gerrard's of the world. Listen, Robbie Keane's been very successful here, but he came earlier, came sooner. Yeah, he did. I'm skeptical, and and I asked Steven, you know, point blankly, have you ever flown coach from L.A. to New York? (laughs) I don't think he knows what he's getting into, but – and regarding professionalism, regarding the first week of training, everything I've heard, he's been top-notch and, and put me in the group of uh, fans. Um, right. Put me in the group of people that are excited to see what he brings. Yeah, there is sort of that anticipation. I think he's saying all the right things, Taylor, right? I mean, he's not. he, he certainly has the we down as far as we and talking about the L.A. Galaxy. And quite honestly, whenever I heard Beckham say it, whenever he first joined the club, and there seems to be a difference in the way that, you know, Gerard says it. Maybe it's because, again, I'm, I'm in that fan zone, Taylor, but he seems to get it. Yeah, he does. No doubt about it. He, he gets it. He gets it 100%, and he knows what he's doing, and... He's going to make sure he says all the right things in the first interview. Yeah, yeah, and 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 so far he has, and and that sort of thing. Do you think he'll be successful here? I know you said you were skeptical, but is it pointing towards a Steven Gerrard being being successful at the LA Galaxy? Uh, I think so. I, I just think Janino is so so underrated, <laughs> and when I look at the. Uh, over the last 18 to 24 months of Steven Gerrard's career, I look at it and, and see how he's evolved. He's going to drop a little deeper. You know, he, right. he says he wants to play more attacking. Okay, that's fine. But 90 degrees in Houston, you fly, you know, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he plays that deep role and Janino pushes forward. And Janino can do that very well. He, he can score goals mm-hmm. in his career. I, I just think because of Janino next to him, then you throw Robbie Keane up front. Right. Um, where Zardes plays depends on the next "quote unquote" signing right. and where that gentleman will play. I, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna work out very well for LA and Jared. You know, you you've mentioned it now a couple times. Travel seems to be the biggest issue. It's the thing that that the uh, European players can't maybe get their head around until they actually have to do it. Is that going to be the toughest challenge for 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 Steven Gerrard? I think so. I think so. Well, be in. In travel is turf in time zones. So it's all one thing. It's not just flying an airplane for five hours. It's getting off the airplane and then you're playing in Orlando. You know, it's 90 degrees. And we had a good laugh uh, on camera. You guys will see it about Manaus because he knew I was in Manaus and we talked about how hot that was during the World Cup last year. So, but throw the game on turf and then you throw that aspect into it. So, yeah, that's it. Listen, every single European I've talked to, and actually I would say every single foreigner that I've talked to right. off the field, Josh, they've all said the same thing. Travels and app is the only thing they got to get used to. The pace of play's always been pleasant. Even Steven said it today. Mm-hmm. The training, he's been pleasantly surprised. It, it, what people think it is around the world, it's not. Um, Be- better said, or I'm worse. Sure it's not as high as 
some people think it is as well. Okay. That, yeah, that was going to, is, is training, you know, is around the world, is training better or worse as far as what people think? Um, I think training in, in, I think it's better. Uh-huh. His first impressions, he used the word, it's better. Um, but he has to say that. He hasn't played a game yet. <laughs> right. And, and I remind everyone, and mainly MLS apologists for that, you don't run with that. Ask Steven Gerrard after six games. Yeah. Ask Steven Gerrard after six months. Well, and then you'll get a true assessment because then he gets to see the league, he gets to play the league, and he gets to see everything encompassed. Right now, he's had a week in the beautiful sunshine of L.A. at the StubHub Center. If he's going to complain, then he's got real issues. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Nice, nice California weather. It hasn't been too terribly hot, so yeah. I mean, he's he's sort of had the perfect time to adjust. It, do, do you think you can even get a, a solid impression from him after six months, or is it going to have to be after he's done playing in Major League Soccer to really understand what he thinks of the league? He doesn't have that option yet, though, because he's only got 18 months on this deal. Right. And when you look at that, and and I asked him that question, pressure's on him now. Right. You know, he doesn't have the luxury of saying it's two and a half years because, you know, I, I brought up to him, history will tell us that mid-season designated player signings have struggled, yes. uh, including David Beckham, including Thierry Henry, and company, I said, but on his team, he's had the best one, and right. that's been Robbie Keane. And they've had good discussions. He didn't get into it much because he said it wasn't very specific. Right. And I think it's difficult for Robbie Keane to tell Steven Gerrard what to do. Steven Gerrard's had a pretty hell of a career, you know, pretty yeah. good career here. Right. Um, but I think he's got to get his feet wet. I do think you can make a, an assessment. Um, after at the end of this year, I do. I think you always can. Um, I made an assessment on Tim Cahill, and for what it's worth, I was spot on. Right. He had one goal in 24 games. He claims he wasn't a goal scorer. I disagreed. Then he ends up being a goal scorer for a year or two. So, I think you can make it. I think you can address it. I really do. I think it's going to be certainly interesting. I want to switch topics real quick, but first of all, tell everybody this is something that that should be coming out on ESPN FC coming up. Is your sit down with uh, with Steven Gerrard, right? Yeah, as long if, as long as people follow me on Twitter, I'll make sure I get it out there. At Taylor Twelman on Twitter, there, like you didn't know if you if you're listening to this, you know who Taylor Twelman <laughs> is. I don't need to tell you. If you live under uh, a rock, I, it's at Taylor Twelman. It, there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, real switching gears, targeted allocation money. Um, this comes into effect. LA Galaxy, as you said, possibly new signing. Um, the the rumors are Giovanni Dos Santos. Uh, re- not even really regarding those rumors, Taylor, um, because we've heard I've heard enough of them. Quite honestly, it's it's it, uh, it's exhausting to hear any more rumors about Giovanni Dos Santos. But what did you think about this targeted allocation money and and the investment, the quote unquote investment that uh, Major League Soccer is making? Well. First and foremost, ten million dollars is being immediately injected into the into the culture, into the system. So, if you're going to call it a negative, well, that can't be your negative, right? right. So, ten million is being right in. People want to say two million a year over five years, not necessarily. You could spend all five hundred grand on your team right now. Right. That's positive. Two, the depth of the players will increase because it's not necessarily. It's being targeted on the designated player from four hundred thousand dollars to a million. Now, LA is a bad example because they're going to go get Giovanni Dos Santos. But ultimately, what did they have to get them that? And that's the player in between four hundred fifty to a million. Yep. In Omar Gonzalez. And three, the other positive for me is accountability. 
we need the competitive environment in Major League Soccer because of no promotion relegation has to improve. And in order to that for that to improve, there has to be accountability in general managers, sporting directors, technical directors, coaches for these decisions. Mm-hmm. Because of this money, Josh, every team has to use it within a certain time right. frame. There's accountability. So if you think you're just going to sit on that money and not use it, well, so someone gets to use it. Right. So you're actually better off improving your scouting system and going to sign these mid-level designated players so f- for what it's worth. Right. Because that's better than maybe giving it to Toronto or New York City or Seattle or the teams that want to spend it. Yep. In seeing all of that, Josh, right. where the hell is the transparency? And it still boggles my mind. We don't have any of it. No, we don't. So that goes – we don't, Josh. We no. have none of it, right? You can't tell me – how much money Omar Gonzalez is on the cap? Uh, no on idea. How much they use allocation money to get it down? You can't. No one can. No, no. It's it's whenever we try to do these these computations, and we did one on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can go there and check it out. You, we're guessing. It's a complete guess, and it could be way way off. Now, don't you think that the lack of transparency makes for better talk between you and I, being that they don't have it? No, I go the other way. Really? Imagine what? if you and I. Imagine if you and I know that the LA Galaxy are sitting on $618,927 of allocation money February 1st of next year. Right. Then what are you doing, Josh, for five months? Right. That's all you're talking about. Yep. No, I I, understand. Yeah, Yeah, it does. It It, it creates buzz. It's also accountability. So then when the Chris Kleins of the world go out and sign players, the paying customer can assess that. Right. And here's the example I use. Okay. The St. Louis Cardinals did not sign Albert Pools. They offered, they came out publicly and said, we're offering $190 million. Right. But Albert goes to Anna, the Angel, Anaheim Angels, right. and he got 240 whatever million. The paying customer knows. Yep. In MLS, none of us would know any of that. And my mom is still very upset that they paid Albert Pujols that <laughs> amount of money. All right. And that's the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, Taylor Twelman. All right. It has two names yeah. for some stupid reason. I do, I do it on purpose I, because the fact that it's Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim is just so ridiculous. But whatever. It is, it is a good time. All right. Wh- what game are you doing this week? I've got uh, New York City hosting Toronto. Ooh, should be. Uh, no, that won't be that exciting. Not Tor- no. <laughs> Toronto. Toronto's toothless without uh, Bradley and Altidore. It's Giovinco on an island. Yeah, and that raises another topic that I, I will talk my head off, and anyone else that wants to listen, why is the way this schedule is set up? Why would you sign players that are going to be gone for? eight to ten games it penalizes you every year and the la galaxy certainly know that they're just a little better adjusted to uh to be able to handle that right now so i think it's a it, yeah it's a in the bit. academy academy right now well actually toronto's academy is pretty good so that argument doesn't work all right i'm done <laughs> that's very good taylor go on and get on out of here remember if you don't know taylor twelman on twitter i don't know what you've been doing at taylor twelman espn commentator taylor twelman taylor thanks for stopping by certainly appreciate it buddy no problem dude all right talk to you later see you bud All right, whenever I get back, it's going to be me and Jared one more time. What can I say? We got so much more to talk about. You're not going to want to miss this. Still got more Steven Gerrard. Still got more Giovanni Dos Santos. I promise we'll talk about it all. Audio, everything else. Pack show. Still there. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We'll be right back.
Ready for some more Corner of the Galaxy? Don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts, news, and more. Visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com. Hey, this is Chris. This is Eddie. This is Jason. And we're from Back Pocket Memory, and you're listening to Corner of the Galaxy. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Desmond, Mr. Jared Barr, back with you. I want to thank Taylor Coleman. ESPN for uh, joining us, talking a little Steven Gerrard there, some some good insight, a little Giovanni Del Santos, and targeted allocation money, the TAM, that's right, the TAM is in effect, Jared, always always got to have the TAM now, you have to have the How TAM. How are you dealing the- with the, uh, the Galaxy, rules change for the Galaxy trolls? Uh, the fact is that this was something that was discussed in the CBA, whenever they were trying to, de- to figure out the CBA earlier in the year, and it just it fell by the wayside because they were more concerned with getting the CBA done. Okay? And so the, that, matter of fact, means it wasn't made for the Galaxy. But, of course, we're going to be the first ones to implement it, right? I mean, that's just what we do. It's like the, the Beckham rule, David Beckham, and the, and the first uh, Just player. today, I see World Soccer Talk. Their headline is, MLS changes rules to benefit LA Galaxy. And then that's I, the headline. And, the, and I think the follow-up was good. Was was the actual answer? It was like good. But here's they the thing: it's not like Orlando's not pursuing Chicharito. Right. Absolutely correct. It's not like right. it's not like the it's not like Kansas City can't go what out. I, and, what I and don't go like about somebody. this, Josh, though, it makes it, it bails LA out for signing Omar Gonzalez to DP contract. I have never liked that contract. You know that. You have never liked that contract. It's not something that we think is smart. Um, as Taylor Twelman said, you know, it doesn't look good for the for the, you know sort of the optics of the LA Galaxy and the fact that you know you're supposed to be using the, this targeted allocation money to bring in those bring, new players to bring in new players and get them that above the DP level, but you know below a million dollars between four hundred thousand and a million dollars, which is a lot of money to be playing to be paying a player. So you can get some some really good. The, the fact is, the depth will increase across the league if people use this, and they're incentivized to use it as well. Like teams like Philadelphia should actually, actually use their money. Um, otherwise, they can trade it, and people like the LA Galaxy can have it. So you know, Philly and Colorado send your TAM over to us um, right away. Right away, please. Right away, as I throw things across the desk. Yeah, but I I, I go back and forth in this a little bit. For one thing, I do feel like LA is getting bailed out with Omar Gonzalez because I think at the time the only reason that 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 move made sense was. Okay, we're going to invest in Omar Gonzalez. He's going to have a big World Cup, and we're going to sell him for a profit. Yep. Now, you could go further down the conspiracy rabbit hole and say L.A. knew about this back then. Mm-hmm. L.A. knew that this was something that was going to be on the table in the next two years when the CBA came around. So because they had that knowledge, they went ahead and did this. But, How much credence do you give to that? Uh, listen, I think Bruce, Bruce Arena is a soothsayer. I think he can see the future. I'm not sure he saw this one coming. I don't know how developed it was you know, two years ago, whenever Omar signed his contract or, or however that is. And so he signed a three-year contract, um, which if it's three years exactly comes up in the middle of next year, right? Which obviously you'd think at a three-year contract that he signed in the middle of the season probably runs till the end of that next season. So the end of 2016, his contract is up. Um, you know, I think the Galaxy just about weathered the storm on him as it is. But yeah, you're right. It gets bailed out. It, it makes it look like the Galaxy were smart enough to do this. And I don't know, necessarily know they're, they're going to get the credit for it, Jarrett. They're going to get the criticism for it. Um, and I'm not sure either of it's really that deserved. 
I, I just I just don't know how to. I'll, I'll tell you this: you definitely you definitely use your targeted allocation money on Omar Gonzalez. I mean, it 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 opens up the world for you. Yeah, you buy that you buy down that uh, that salary and you make it to a level where it fits the uh, core player designation, and then you spend uh, your true DP now on uh, someone else. But it does feel like a bailout. It feels like uh, like we're Chrysler <laughs> and um, someone's coming to help us out with a bad deal. But at the same time, LA is gonna the rich are gonna get richer. And I know that's part of the reason why a lot of people are hating on this, but the rules are the same for everyone. Right. Why the rules exist may be, different, may be a bit of a different question, but look around the league. You have NYCFC spending a lot of money on a lot of guys. Right. Um, no one's crying foul there. Nope. Um, so there's, there's other things going on. It's an exciting time to be a fan of this league if you think about the talent that's being drawn in right now. Um, but I'll say one more thing. If you want one more thing to be excited about with this LA Galaxy team right now, and I almost don't even know what the heck they would do with it if they got to use it. Right. They're second in the allocation order. I know. And you could trade that for Tam. You could get some more Tam. Tam is like, it, it, it's, I've never understood allocation money. And this one's even, it, it's still weird. At least there's a cap on it. We know it's only $100,000 that you can use up to 500 if you use five years worth. Right, right. But, you can use it all at once. Regular allocation money, I've always said, is like flubber. No one really knows what it's made of. No one really knows how to measure it. We just know it exists. Right. It's more like dark matter. We know it's a big portion of the universe is made up of it, but no one's ever seen it or how it's used. No, no, and you don't know how it's It's the same with, yeah, you're right. It's the same with allocation money and, and targeted allocation money, the two designations. By the way, Jared, you can't combine TAM and AM. There's no TAM AM. You can't do it. It's impossible. So you now can't, it sounds like we're talking about like Star Wars, know, like now walkers or something. Yeah, now we're now we're really getting deep into like the nerd culture of uh, MLS rules. But yeah, you can't use your targeted allocation money and your allocation money together. That's not that is not a move you can do. So you have to pick and choose which one. It's you're almost use. like a drinking game. <laughs> like the the rules are so complex and silly. Yeah, it's like. Do you think they? I think they sit in like a big like leather chair, like wood paneled room that has no windows, and they like roll a like twelve sided die or something, an eighteen sided die to figure out how the rules are going to go, and they drink. You while know they way do it. too much about these types of games. <laughs> Apparently, I do. But yeah, so so I mean, I I don't understand exactly what I, I understand what they're. You know, the to do. first time I ever saw a twenty a twenty side die where I was. I'm afraid to find out. Landon where. Donovan's brother. Is the first time I was over at his house, okay. and I was spending the night over there. And he showed me. I guess he played Dungeons and Dragons. I had never played. I always wanted to play. I never did. Right. But I remember the first time I ever saw like a twenty sided die, and like, what the heck is this thing? It looks weird. He was showing me. Uh, he, yeah, I saw it at his house. That's that is a, that, that's your claim to fame now, Jared. Is that... it, it's a really odd non sequitur. I mean, it's a segue to, to to soccer. But I just remember that I was at his house one night. It's like this is the most crazy thing I've ever seen. It's a twenty sided die. What would this ever be used for? Oh. It's to make a world of magic. Yeah, a, world of, in, a world of magic, indeed. Um, you know, if you were playing Pogs at the same time, I could see the awesomeness of this overnight. It was about the same time. Yeah, it was. Probably get your keenies out, your slammers. It's time. It's time to play. I never played Pogs for real. I was always afraid to actually lose the ones I bought. I don't know. Maybe just never had that. Never had that. Yeah, such a loser mentality. I was like, nah, I really, I paid like $7 for this Keeney. I'm keeping it. You know, it probably wasn't seven dollars. It was like a dollar. That was the big plastic one that you would flip the paper. I don't never. So I you don't buy know. all these things? You're the kid that bought Star Wars toys and didn't open them? No, no, no. I that was not me. I would buy. I buy toys and open them. If you come to my office, you will see that all of so my. So why Galaxy are you gonna buy Pogs and never play with them? Well, I played with them. It was just so you with never, yourself. You just never played like for keeps. You know, like the whole idea with Pogs was you play and then you get to keep the ones you win. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I never... So you didn't I, really play. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, you got to give those back. You scrimmaged Pogs? <laughs> I, scrimmaged, I had the yellow I had the yellow penny on, and so I just, it was scrimmage time. You know, the cones were out. So it was, you want to come to my house and scrimmage after this? You want to play Pogs scrimmage after this? So anyway, yeah, that was exciting. Steven Gerrard announced at halftime, like we said, in Toronto FC. I don't want to belabor that point too much, but I do want to go over his halftime speech. I have the audio here, so courtesy of the LA Galaxy. Here is Steven Gerrard's halftime speech after being unveiled by the LA Galaxy, and sadly... Jared, he was neither shot out of a cannon nor released from a velvet bag. So uh, we lost a little bit on that, but there were fireworks on the nights overall. So here is Steven Gerrard at halftime. Thank you very much for a fantastic welcome. Uh, And thanks very much for making myself and my family feel at home here in L.A. It feels, it, it feels great to be here. Uh, I'm excited and I can't wait to get my boots on and play in front of you guys and hopefully... Hopefully we can have some good times together and it can be a successful future. Happy 4th of July. All the best. All right. So there you go. There's uh, Steven Gerrard at halftime. Uh, talking I to the fans. Say, his California fashion game is already on point. He is he uh, he didn't get that fashion game in Liverpool. Well, he's, he's wearing the hell out of some shorts since he's gotten here, he, like in a really nice, fashionable way. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of uh, Stephen Gerrard's fashion game. I'm not sure if he's got some help right now or what, but his, his uh, wife he's really is rocking some good looks. His wife is a former, I think, a former model and a former like fashion columnist. In, in why wouldn't she be? Because of course she would be. That's exactly so. I think she keeps his game on point, which is good. Sometimes that's needed. Also happening on uh, Tuesday of this week was Stephen Gerrard's first media availability. You saw it live on Time Warner Cable Sportsnet if you watched it. I think both online and on television. It was also on Time Warner Cable Deportes. A bunch of media showed up for training. Lots of people there. I was there. Um, Adam... Our uh, our editor for cornerofthegalaxy.com uh, was also there, um, uh, including a bunch of foreign media and everybody else in between. So I have some of these uh, some of these hits, and I want to play his opening statement. It's about a minute long, but it sort of uh, sets the tone for this. And then I'll hit some of the uh, the good things that I thought he said on the night. So here is Stephen Gerrard being announced in front of the media. Here is his opening statement. It's our distinct pleasure, Stephen Gerrard. Well, first and foremost, I'd just like to thank everyone for coming today. You know, a fantastic turnout. Uh, I'd like to thank Mr. Anschutz for making this move possible. Dan, Bruce and, and Chris, who were very aggressive in, in making me come here. Um, I'm very excited to be here. The game on Saturday can't come quick enough. Um, I've had a, a wonderful reception off the supporters, off all the staff around the place, and even more importantly, off my teammates. And uh, I can't wait to get get playing with them. Um, we've got a fantastic team here, a fantastic setup, and if I can just add a little bit to that and contribute to the best of my ability, I think the, the future can be really bright. So, you know, as I say, I'm, I'm really happy to be here, so excited, my family are settling in really well, and now it's just down to business, which is performing on the pitch. Performing on the pitch is all he has to do, Jared. What have you thought of him so far, as far as what he's been saying, uh, how he's been acting? Are you impressed by just what he's been able to sort of uh, portray uh, yeah, so far? Yeah, I'm, impre- I'm impressed by the, the tact that he's taken, the business-like approach that he's taken. But at the same time, I'm not naive enough to think that 
athletes don't know how to be coached to say all the right things in these scenarios anymore. Right. So is he saying everything right? Absolutely. Yeah. Is he seemed like does he seem personable, dedicated, and with the Mike Ryan set? Absolutely as well. But until I see him on the field and I see him not waving his arms around like Robbie Keane every time the ball doesn't come to him, right. then I'm really going to believe. Granted, I still like me some Robbie Keane. Right, right, right. But I, I'm saying Robbie Keane is also, I know that about his personality. He doesn't hide that part of his personality. Steven Gerrard is being, a, he's a much more positive type of vibe so far. Right. And um, you get the feeling that he's been class his whole career. I mean, you can say some things about the pubs he's been to and stuff like back back in Liverpool <laughs> and nightlife. But most of the time, the guy's been a stellar captain, a stellar player, a professional. And like David Beckham, David Beckham, say what you want about him. He worked his butt off. He 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 did eventually. Uh, I think eventually he worked his butt off. I'm not so sure. Yeah, he worked his butt off early. But he just wasn't for L.A. Yeah, there you go. So so that works. Uh, you know, the thing that really impressed me so far, and you you've heard this reported many times, and it, and it is true. It was, as far as I know, he knew everybody, every player's name, position, and sort of you know information about them before he came to the team. He and came, I want to believe that's just because he's watched the games and he cares. But, but also. Twelve hours on a plate, Ryan's a long, not long <laughs> enough time for your for your agent and or publicist to teach you all the names of the players. Right, right. But I still think that's that at least shows some effort, right? I mean, even if he was coached for twelve hours on the plane all the way across, that's something that maybe perhaps other people wouldn't have done. It's effort, but is it real? I, we'll we'll see how it translates. I want to believe. I want to believe, and I do believe. I think this is really the guy that 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 we're seeing. I think he's he is this guy that he's shown over the last few days in L.A. I'm just wary and cynical of the modern athletic culture. I and and I think you have every right to be because quite honestly, he could go out onto that field and you know never really gel and never really show that he's he's has any heart whatsoever in this until he gets out there to prove something. It's all just talk. At least it's good talk though. It's not like you don't feel like he's doesn't want to be here or that he doesn't understand you know you know what's going on, sort of the gravity of the situation that he that L.A. Galaxy fans, the real fans who are here. Expect him to perform, expect him to win. At least now we know really why Marcelo Sarvis was released last summer. Because the Galaxy had to make room for the number eight jersey. <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly why it was. It's number eight and the fact they didn't want to pay him any more money. Um, let's see. And, you know, his age was, was clearly a factor, although you bring in somebody who's 35. Maybe age isn't a factor when you're talking about Stephen. Uh, well, obviously, he's, in, he's been injured a good portion of the season, so uh, Galaxy may have dodged a bit of a bullet there, even though I love me some Marcelo Sarvis. Oh, very much so. All right, here is another thing from the press conference, one of my favorite ones. Uh, on He was asked by somebody I believe he knew, it was a journalist that was probably came over from the UK, that he knew uh, if training was any different, and here was his response. There's a football pitch, Vinny. There's balls, there's goals, there's bibs, there's cones, there's coaches, there's players. It's all the same to me. Um, the level's very good here. We've got terrific players. You've seen on Saturday a terrific performance. I'm coming into a very good team. I'm coming to the champions. Um, as I say, if I can just add a little bit to that, I'm here to help the other players. Um, as I say, I've been around a long time. I feel like I can help with my experience in the game. We've got a young squad. You know, It's my responsibility, along with Robbie and a few of the other older guys in the squad to help these young players develop and improve and I'm really looking forward to that challenge but uh, it's not much different to, to back in Liverpool for me um, it's normal service resumed on the training pitch and I hope that's the, the case once the game starts as well um, I'm really enjoying it so far all right. I wish he had said it's hotter. It's hotter. It's warmer. Of course it is. And he even came in the cool week. You know that's really going to be. His yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to be a fly on the wall when he plays the first away game in August in Dallas. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, 
He's. I, I think there's going to be some 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 swearing. When, when you, you need to prepare the drop from that movie Fools Rush In, where with uh, Salma Hayek and uh, right. uh, uh, Matthew Perry, uh-huh. where the dad goes, "The white people are melting." <laughs> yes, I like that. That that could definitely happen. Um, here is speaking of melting and under the hot sun. This was also a, a fun little one. Asked if he brought any sunscreen. Fuck the fifty. I got I got it off Kino. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. Uh, At first, I didn't think that was... I thought that word factor was something else. Fact... No, no. That's not what he said, Jared. Mind out of the The English. I mean, that that, that, that accent's hard sometimes. It is. I imagine... Do you imagine there's at some point that Robbie Keane and Steven Gerrard are talking to each other and that they don't understand each other and they just sort of both look at each other like, what what did you say? Right? That has to happen. One of us is probably wondering why the other guy keeps referring to himself as me instead of my. (laughs) Right? I don't know. They both... They're talking about putting on me boots. Right? Maybe they have that in common. Maybe that's how it's going to work. They'll both be talking about me when they're actually talking about my or he or I. I don't even know anymore. Uh, maybe we're wrong. It could be. It could be. They they warned me. People warned me. They said, oh, Stephen Gerrard's accent is going to be really difficult for you to understand. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. Keynes is way harder. It's way, that's, Robbie Keynes is the hardest accent that I've ever tried to listen to. It is it, it is difficult. And whenever you're having to transpose some of those... Uh, nah, anyone Scottish is worse. You think? Oh, Scottish is worse. It's pretty, it's pretty heavily. It's pretty heavy. I can't do a Scottish accent. I shouldn't even try it. Yeah, pl- yeah, let's not do I, that. I, I thought you were pretty white already. You, yeah, you're going to make white people look white. I just, I just, I'm sorry. I apologize for my entire race. Like normal. Um, let's see. The Eastern Conference, Western Conference standings, Jared. I'm trying to think if there's anything. Oh, I, I skipped some stuff. Robbie Keane named MLS Player of the Week. Obviously, his first hat trick of the 2015 season and his third of his LA Galaxy career. He has 59 goals, 39 assists, and 95 career MLS appearances for the LA Galaxy. Robbie Keane, the captain. Kicking ass, Jared. I don't know what That's to say. That's a pretty dang good strike rate. Sixty percent of his games he scores in. He, the man is a. The, he is the. He is just. If if Steven Gerrard can even be a little bit like three quarters as successful as somebody like Robbie Keane in this league. It, yeah, but it's always gonna be tougher. Like with with when Beckham was here, you're not gonna measure Gerrard and Beckham the same way right, you measure it, Robbie Keane because, because they're, they're not strikers. Yeah, because they're not strikers. I understand. But and I, it's hard for the layman who's trying to cover this sport or just get into soccer to appreciate that sometimes. Uh, I'll do my best this time, Jared. I don't, you know, I was, uh, I'm still pretty green under the gills. But yeah, no, I know what you mean. It, it's going to be difficult for the normal person on the street to understand that Steven Gerrard doesn't score a ton of goals. And that's okay. That's normal. He's As long as he's assisting and setting stuff up, then you can appreciate it. But that's that's going to be difficult. Um, game day information for the game against Barcelona. Just wanted to give you an idea of what you're facing. Listen, if you get there before 5 p.m., your parking rate's going to be cut in half from $30 down to 15 Cars with four more people in them. So grab your buddies, hop in a car. Uh, you also get $15 parking, and that's uh, all the time. But you that just I mean. kind of shows you how BS the parking oh, price so, is anyway. Yeah, oh, yeah, because like they, they can't make money off of $15 parking. You know, Of course they can. Uh, that just Jared, Jared for you going up there in your limo, it is $60 for limo parking. So you know, try to keep it down. All right? You're gonna they, should, they should pay me to come in a limo. 2 p.m., the parking lot's open. 2 p.m., Fan Fest starts. 3 p.m., the park and ride shuttle lot's open, and the buses begin running, so that's 3 p.m. if you want to try to You can't pay me to go to a Barcelona Galaxy game at the Rose Bowl. Well, I, and I don't... I'm not going to pay it's you. It's not worth the two hours it takes to get out of that stadium. It, Sorry. It, it is a not. nightmare. You just go as a member of the press, and then you're busy afterwards, so by the time you leave, it's like 1 o'clock in the morning anyway, and the stadium's open. No, I gotta work at 5 in the morning the next day. I can't... No, uh, it's no. Ridiculous to make this game on a Wednesday. It's a Tuesday. Because, First of all, it's a Tuesday. Uh, sorry, it? a Tuesday. Yeah, it's ridiculous yeah. to have it on a weeknight. 
And the amount of time it takes you logistically to get out of the Rose Bowl afterwards, I don't see why people go to these games. It is I the Rose Bowl is one of my least favorite places to see a big game because of that reason. Whether that's soccer or football or anything else, I just I don't like it. I love the actual I have facility. Fond, fond memories of watching the Galaxy play at the Rose Bowl. I mean the first game I ever saw, ninety six opening day in the Rose Bowl. Love it. But it's for for games like this. It's a logistical nightmare, and I'm I'm shocked people pay the money that they do. That's me being ungalaxy for Ch- the night. Sorry. Cha-ching, cha-ching, Ger- Jared, Jared. Sorry. Jared. Well, somebody's got to pay for these players. That's and that's exactly it. You're getting money from this from this from this game. So that's that's what you get. You don't get anything else out of it. The players. When I was a season ticket holder, this was the game I always sold my tickets for. And I, by the way, as a season ticket holder, I have zero issues with that. I think you should, as a matter of fact. If you don't want to go to I this I always game, saw it as a way to get about 10% of my season ticket cost back. Get your money. Get your money from this. And that's okay. I don't care. Sell them to Barcelona fans. I don't care. This game means nothing except that it's a cash grab. And unfortunately, still, MLS and the Galaxy in particular and, and, and everybody else makes money from these games and so it's a financial draw and because of that uh, financial you can't draw, have it both is. ways though no. you can't want the dos santos the gerards and the keens and say no to paychecks i get that but it's at the same time you don't you're also you can't expect me as a fan to fully endorse it either and and i have i have no issues with that with my time by that is you know by the way the la galaxy only uh, one point out of uh, first place in the western conference at 31 points 32 points is where the uh, seattle sounders sit they sit fourth overall having played three more games two more games god five more games than sporting kansas city good yeah. lord well, that's because they got an ICC in the middle of the season and Champions League as well. It's only going to be like two games. I know it's going to. It's they'll start to catch everything. Will start going out. So look at that points per game. Remember, you don't sit that well in points per game. One point four eight points per game really puts you just above San Jose in seventh place right now. By the way, what are you obligated to say at that point? Uh, what? What oh, did Jared oh, say? You Jared need to be? said that you needed to be at one and a half points per game. Before before Steven Gerrard came, so now he's here. You're at 1.48. You have succeeded in the Jared. I've said it the whole plan. time. That's the number you want to be at. And then you just push through the rest of the season. You were, galaxy. Everyone else in the galaxy has done their job. You were 0.02 points underneath it, so they have failed. Um, this isn't like Price is Right. You needed to go over in order to. So no, Jared, you were wrong, and you you they needed to raise a little bit higher to the Jared. Boston. I'm sorry. That just shows how smart I am that I'm that close. You are, you are a genius. We should all bow down. All right. Just the game information, basically, for Club America. I'm not going to go into this. It's a friendly. Uh, there's no reason for me to preview this. Uh, the thing I will tell you is that Steven Gerrard will play in this game. Absolutely going to play. Bruce Arena said he was going to play. Everybody knows he's going to play. Probably going to get about You're going to pick him out of minutes. How many are you going to pick? 45 minutes. I expect him to play a half. And I, I, think, he, I think that's I what... I say he plays... I say he starts and plays 60. I do, it would be interesting. I'm not going to lie. He could go 60 minutes in this game. But nonetheless, the LA Galaxy playing against Club America July 11th, Saturday, 8.30 p.m. kickoff time. That's right, 8.30 p.m. kickoff time. Fox Sports 1 is your is your television, 13.30 a.m. and Espanol is your radio station. Um, you know, should be a fun night. Again, a friendly. Uh, it's a sold-out game. There's no tailgating allowed to get there early. There's no point in not getting there early. It's an 8.30 game. You you should get there early, all right? it's Parking's going to be a nightmare. Um, so uh, it, it's going to be an interesting game to see Steven Gerrard play his first game in. Jared, other than that, uh, pray for no injuries. It's a friendly, so we start our no injuries prayer. Um, and you hope that the team just sort of keeps some form going through a friendly because Tuesday, July 14th, against Real Salt Lake at Rio Tinto is the Open Cup match playing away. Possibility of Steven Gerrard also playing in that game, Jared. Just, just letting you know right now. 
He's he's probably going to play. I would hope so. I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe it's a 45-minute uh, appearance, so that way he's fresh and able to play for Tuesday. I think you want to give him a decent amount of minutes, though, so he at least has some health and can start contributing soon. But what I like is that in his first four games, he's going to play at home twice at, Stub, at StubHub. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a really nice atmosphere, I'm sure, at this Real Salt late game. Open Cups may not be too crazy. And then uh, Barcelona at the Rose Bowl. So he's going to have a real a couple of fun um, fun introductions to the to a, a American soccer. No big cross country flights anywhere in the next month, though. Yeah, it's 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 nice they do, but then uh, eventually, as you get towards the end of the month, Jared, you you get that that Houston game that you didn't want to have in July, the six p.m. Saturday night. That's the white people are melting game that, right there. There, that is it, absolutely. So, and then you're going to also have to play Colorado. Um, coming up as well, um, and then it is uh, CCL time. It is already August sixth. It's going to be CCL on Thursday, playing against Central FC um, at StubHub Center. The first opening game of the CCL, and Steven Gerrard will feature in those CCL games as well. So lots of fun stuff coming. You may also possibly see, um, you know, Giovanni dos Santos um, that coming down. I know we sort of had talked about the rumors. The rumors all say, and if you're believing it, people have confirmed with their sources in multiple different areas. It seems that Giovanni dos Santos will be coming to the LA Galaxy. That is, that is- I said it all earlier this week. He is. We are his side piece. That's all we are. We're his side piece in case he gets a text from like the dime. If it's some hot chick texts him, he's that that we're the booty call. We're the, we're the booty if, call. If a better team comes along between now and the time he puts pen to paper, he's not coming here. Yeah, it's going. This to, is his nuclear option. It, it it very well may be, but um, don't expect anything until after the gold cup is over. Basically, until Mexico exits. If you why? Because he's auditioning for better jobs in the gold cup. I think maybe. What if they don't want the circus during the gold cup, Jared? What if he doesn't want that pressure, that information? It's like, leave me alone. Please, um, if you don't want the circus, then, you then just sign ahead of time and have the circus be done. It, it wouldn't surprise me if it all falls apart, but the rule was put in place. Everything's there. It's it's good to go. I mean, whenever he's ready, we're ready. So this could be really, it would be an, it would be an unbelievable signing, quite honestly. A 26-year-old Mexican national team player coming into the LA Galaxy in a, in a heavily Latino population, hopefully a heavy, heavily Mexican population. Uh, population, um, it should really do well and play well at StubHub Center. I mean, it absolutely should with Gerard, with Keane. What Giovanni de Santos has going for him that no other Mexican player that Galaxy's ever signed before did is that he doesn't have an affiliation with a present Mexican club. When you brought in Luis Suarez, when you brought in um, – um, uh, what do I think of um, – I can't. I can't help you. I have no. No, idea. no. I not Ramos. I'm, I'm blanking on the gentleman's name right now. That we, we, Ramon Nunez. When you brought when you, when you brought in these 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 players that already had affiliations with Mexican clubs, it's the same reason Chivas USA didn't come out well to the gate because you're negating most of the Mexican soccer fans who have allegiances to other clubs and they don't want to see that player. Giovanni Dos Santos, by making the jump to Europe so early, doesn't have that problem. No, he he's doesn't. just seen as a Mexican player. Right. No, no, you're absolutely right. He's seen as a Mexican player, and he he says that he's still uh, very much committed to uh, Villarreal, uh, which is where he's at right now. Um, it's just, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. The G- Geo Watch and the Geo Circus. I mean, enjoy it while you can. Again, go to cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can find our latest uh, Giovanni Dos Santos rumor update. We have updated it again today with more information, so go check that out, cornerofthegalaxy.com. Uh, anything else, Jared, or are we done? I'm tired. I, I'm tired. It's time. It's, it's been a long week, lots of press conferences, lots of audio. I want to go to bed. Then go to bed. No, well, I have to do. I have to do some more on the show. But why don't you go? Tell people where they can find you. 
Well, you can get me weekly on the best soccer show here on backheel.com, covering all things U.S. men's national team, MLS, U.S. soccer in general. Also, taking your calls. Um, it's one of the better shows out there, so I definitely can suggest that you come listen to that. You can also get me on Twitter at jrodius, J-R-O-D-I-U-S. All right, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at jgesman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. Of course, please go follow us on Periscope at Galaxy Podcast. You can find all of our shows live as we record them. We have live guests on there. We do the live show. You can join in the conversation. It's a great time. Lots of fun. See the behind-the-scenes stuff, the good stuff there. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Go to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Lots of great content there. Please, cornerofthegalaxy.com. Help us out. Retweet stuff. Always, uh, always help us out if you can. We certainly appreciate it. All right, for... Mr. Jared Dubois, I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We'll be right back. been listening to the corner of the galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com you can follow the show on twitter and instagram at galaxy podcast and be sure to check out and subscribe to itunes stitcher and facebook by searching for corner of the galaxy and for all of your independent la galaxy news discussion and entertainment including this podcast head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcasts are part of Backheel.com. Backheel.com is a collection of soccer podcasts and multimedia offerings covering soccer around the world. You can follow them at Backheel.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you here again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye. Everyone.